our praise. He's worthy of all of our worship. Amen. He's worthy of your sacrifice tonight. Hallelujah. He's a big God. He's great and greatly to be praised. Amen. I have been in services all my life. Amen. I've grown up in church. And I've had some wonderful experiences in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I'll tell you some some of the some fond memories I have, amen, have been as a boy, amen, as a, uh, under my father starting the church and just in the back room of the house. And when they were, we were just getting started, there was just a handful of us, maybe our family and two or three other people. And in those services, amen, you could say, well, it's just a couple people getting together. It's no big deal. In those services, I felt the Lord on a level I have never felt him before. Amen. And God wants to do something here tonight very, very special. Amen. Uh, I know it's Tuesday night. Amen. I'm very well aware that it's a work day, work night. Amen. And, and uh, folks got to get up early for work tomorrow. And, and But I'm going to tell you, as my pastor told me many times, God, whatever sacrifice you make for the things of God, amen, God never forgets your sacrifice. Amen. It's not in vain. Amen. So you making the attempt, you making the effort to get ready and to come to church again for a third day in a row. Amen. God sees it. Amen. Amen. I believe God's going to speak to us tonight. Amen. As we have done the last uh, last night. Amen. The offering place is here on the platform. If you have an offering, a tithe, a mission, giving, the opportunity is here before you to be able to give unto the Lord. Amen. This time we're going to uh, go right to the word of the Lord. We're thankful for the Atkins family that's with us again tonight. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Welcome to this program. Amen. God bless you, Jesus.
their eyes were holding that they should not know him. He said to them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them whose name was Cleopas answered, and said, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? He saith unto them, What things? And they said, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth. So they're talking to Jesus about Jesus concerning Jesus of Nazareth which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him but we trusted trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive and certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre found it even so as the women had said but him they saw not then he said unto them O ye fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? So Jesus is talking to them about Jesus. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. They drew nigh into the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him. Because once you have Jesus, you better not let him go. Strain him, saying, Abide with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Watch what happens. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it. gave to them and their eyes 
side of broken. The other side of broken. Would you lift your hands and ask God to help us tonight? I suppose we could call it what we do because we know the rest of the story. We have labeled the Friday before Easter Good Friday. And I, I surmise that because we know the tomb was empty, because we know 50 days later the Holy Ghost would fall, for us, perhaps it is Good Friday. But for those that followed Jesus for three and a half years, for those twelve that he called out of their occupation into a new life, it was anything but a good Friday. This, for them, became the day Jesus died on them. Now, not a good Friday for them. This, this became a day that the one they left family and friends and money and jobs and houses to follow has left them. They don't know the rest of the story. That's why every time Jesus tried His best for those three and a half years to explain to these men, I have to go away. They would shut him up and say, I don't want to hear about that. Because the last thing they wanted to think about was Jesus leaving them. I mean, this is a man. Matthew, he called you from being a tax collector. Peter, he called you from being a fisherman to follow 
him and now he's going to leave you? No. It's not a good Friday. Not for them. This is a man that he promised. I'm going to give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now he can't even stay alive. No, it's, it's not a good Friday for them. You've got to understand, fishing was not their vacation. It was their vocation. It's how they made money. It's how they made a living. It's how they put food on the table. It's how they clothed their families. It's how they had a roof over their head. And they leave all of that. They leave education. They That's why Jesus said that if you're not willing to leave houses and lands and mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers because... They have the voice to keep you from following Him. Because they're the ones, Peter, that's going to tell you, why don't you just stay in the family business and just just everything's prepared for you. Your, 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 your great-grandfather started this family off as fishers and your grandfather came along and took up the job and your father came along and now you're given every opportunity to make a good living and you're going to forsake everything to follow someone you don't even know? Perhaps no wonder he wasn't at the cross. This is the man that I trusted in. This is the man I put my hope in. This is the man. Uh, this is the man that gave me keys. I've got keys in my pocket to the kingdom of heaven. And now he's going to leave me. I seriously doubt they called it a good Friday. Oh, for them, this is. This is a horrible Friday. This is a tragic Friday. This is the day the one I put my life in the hands of yeah. has let me down. Right. Yeah. No longer is he here for me to talk to. No longer is he here to teach me stuff. No longer is he here for me to confide in. No. Now. Where do I go for my help now? How do I handle the trouble that life is going to give now? How do I deal with sorrow and pain and rejection? How in the world do I face tomorrow when the, tomorrow, when the one who my tomorrow's carries is not even here to see it? Come on, you see, it's kind of confusing for you because you're not looking through their eyes. But, but for a moment, slip your feet into their sandals. Jesus isn't there. He's left them. He's died on them. He's forsaken them. Come on, church, every time Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away. Every time Jesus said, I must go away. Every time Jesus said, there's a kingdom to be built that's not of this world. They would always say, well, tell us about the buildings of Jerusalem. Or, or they would say, well, tell us about the power you're going to give us. Or, or they would say, tell us about the mountains we can move with our faith because they they never want to hear Jesus will always be there for you. Come on. 
Amen. The day is coming. He will die. Yes. The day is coming. Yeah. His voice will no longer be heard. His presence will no longer be felt. His hands will no longer heal. That's why they never wanted to hear. I mean, who would? Who would? Who would dare try to build a church if all they got was the problems of building a church? Who dare would try to come on to have a church in a city if all they saw was the chaos and the division and the trouble and the struggles and the fight and the blood and the sweat and the tears? Nobody, because we don't want that. We don't want to have to figure it out ourselves. We we want to rely on Jesus. We want to trust in Jesus. We want to we want to lean on Jesus. But what do you do when His voice is no longer talking? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? How how do you handle woman that had the daughter with the with, that was grievously vexed with the devil? She comes to Jesus and, and she begins to tell Jesus the condition of her house and her family. And the Bible said he didn't even answer her one word. So what do you do when the one that's supposed to have all the answers ain't even talking to you? How do you handle the brokenness that life gives and deals with? How do you deal with that? The Bible tells us that that this day came when the women went to the tomb of Jesus and found that it was empty and they run back to the disciples and they begin to explain to them how we went to that tomb and we took our we took our spices. We took our oil to anoint the body. And when we got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. And when we looked in, all we saw was clothes that were folded. There was no Jesus. There was no Savior. There was no healer. There was no deliverer. He is gone. On, they're taken. They're, they're, they're taken back because because now they're beginning to remember. This is what he said would happen. But but I wouldn't let him talk. I, I wouldn't let his I wouldn't let his voice pierce in my spirit for the knowledge that he won't be here because I've got nothing to grab a hold of. I've got nothing to hold on to. Come on, that's flesh that we want. I've got nothing to I've got nothing to feel. They went more by the feeling than by the presence. Wow. Come on. Amen. And so in our scripture reading tonight, two men, we were told, two men are walking on the road of Emmaus. And both of these individuals are talking to each other of the happenings of that day. Where do you think he is? Where is his body? Has someone stolen him? Is, 
is he resurrected like he promised he would be. They just don't know where he is. They, they, they don't know how to get in touch with Jesus. Both men are talking to each other. Perhaps they are reminiscing upon the miracles that they saw. The, the 5,000 that were fed. The 10 lepers that were healed. The woman with the issue of blood that, that was healed. The woman with the spirit of infirmity that was delivered. The man at the pool of Bethesda that took up his bed and walked there. They are talking about all the good things that Jesus had done. But now, come on, but now their hearts get heavy. And their, and their minds begin from all of the goodness that he's done to now they, they are asking but where is he at now when I need him the most when I'm by myself when I feel like I'm alone when I feel like I'm rejected my, come on Peter you got no family now to hold on to where are all your buddies at now where are the disciples at now the best thing you can do and the only thing you want to do is go back fishing
come on. I didn't ask. I didn't ask to deal with this ministry. I didn't ask to come to this city. I didn't ask to deal with all this struggle. I didn't ask to deal with all these problems. I didn't ask to deal with all this struggle and all these and all this mess. He just put me here. And now he's not even here.
the house. And, and Jesus makes as though he's going to go his way, but they constrain him because they still don't know who it is. They think it's just a stranger. And they say, sir, you need to, you need to stay with us. It, 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 it's not safe to walk the streets at night. See, the problem when we read the Bible is we read it through fictitious lenses without realizing there are people like you and I. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And if we put ourselves there, it becomes so much more real to us. Yeah. Sir, you don't know. You don't know the crime rate when the sun sets. Mm-hmm. LA ain't got nothing on Jerusalem. So you just you just stay with us. So he he walks in the house. You would think Peter would have said, hold on. The last time, the last time I felt such peace in my house is when Jesus walked into it. Right. And no one can give you peace that passes all understanding like Jesus. That's right. But again, hope you're following me. Again, he don't recognize the voice. He don't recognize the presence. He doesn't recognize the teaching. He doesn't recognize the peace that he feels. They sit down at the table. That long journey and walk has caused them to become hungry. And he being the guest, they give, they give Jesus the bread and serve. Would, would you mind breaking the bread for us? Would you mind serving the bread for us? And the Bible said he took the bread and he blessed You would think. Mm-hmm. Peter would have said, Hold on. Right. No one can bless like Jesus blesses. Come on. Right. Amen. I mean, when he blesses you, he blesses you in the city and in the field. He blesses you when you come and when you go. He makes you the head of the tail. But he doesn't recognize the voice, the presence, the teaching, the peace, or the blessing. He still has no clue who he's been walking with. Come on, that's good. But then, the same bread he took and the same bread he blessed, he then
see him in his voice. And while they could not know him in his presence. And while their eyes were shut to his blessing and his teaching and his peace. There was something about the way he broke the bread. That they for the first time that day said. Oh my God. How could I have been so blind? How could I have been so foolish? Oh, come on. What are you talking about, Peter? Oh, Cleopas, the last time I saw bread broken like that, 5,000 people were fed. The last time I saw bread broken like that, 4,000. Don't you get it, Cleopas? Nobody can bless in the middle of breaking like Jesus can. Nobody can break so tenderly like Jesus can. Nobody can break. Strange road we've had to walk through. 
It was a road that saw loved ones taken away way too early. It was a road that caused preachers to to no longer live way, way before we think it should have been. It was a road that that caused people that we thought were faithful to God and faithful to His house to you now got to beg them to come to church. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on. It was a road paved and painted with four words F E A R. Right. That's right. Yep. No one knew what to do. No one knew where to go. No one had the answers. No pastor ever had to deal with a pandemic before. So if he closes the doors, people say he didn't trust in God. If he keeps the doors open, people say he's disobedient to the law, so he can't win out of the way he goes. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It calls people that we thought were sold out uh-huh. to give up. You know, a year and a half later, I look back on it. Camarina, you look back on it. We got the revelation. You know what? He wasn't alone. He wasn't walking it by ourselves. But the one that promised till heaven and earth The one that promised I'll stay closer than a brother. The one that promised that if we cast our cares on him, he cares for us. The one that promised he would not lead us into temptation that we could not handle, but with it, he would make a way of escape. Right. You know what? On the other side of broken. My eyes are open. His voice never got quiet. His presence never left. That's right. That's right. And he always kept walking into my house. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've struggled with. And, 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 and the tears flowing down your face. What all that represents. But you hear this evangelist. You've not been by yourself. I know at night you seemed like you was and, and you come to church and you felt like you was and, and you try to get with the singing and the preaching but, but, but there was that void that, 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 that just, that just you're, you're asking Jesus where are you at? Jesus why is this happening? Jesus why did you allow this to happen? But you hear me you can question all you want but that doesn't mean he's going to leave you. He doesn't mind questions. You see, we have done injustice to people 
making them feel like if they question God, they got no faith. Oh, no. No, you read your Bible for yourself. He was questioning a lot of times. Lord, I believe, but have my unbelief. Right? Yeah, right. Amen. If, if thou wilt, thou canst make me hope. Come on, there, there, was no, there was no doubt in what he can do. There was doubt in what he would do. Right. Come on. But he's never been afraid of questions. And so on the other side of broken, Peter and Cleopas got the greatest revelation you can ever get. You are not alone. Stand with me, everybody. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice.
Thank you. 